0: Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, the founder and head magic maker at the Sisters Enchanted. And today I am chatting with my sister and my partner in crime, Anna, about intuition fatigue. Now, I think that this is a topic, it's a little different for us, um, but it's one that we've been talking about behind the scenes for a while. I know it's relevant to me in my own personal life and my magical and witchery journey. I think that it will be um, relevant to a lot of you listening in. So... I hope you enjoy this conversation. Make sure that you also head over to our Facebook page or our website um, and look out at your emails because we do have a last chance closeout sort of sale going on, on our, on three programs here at the Sisters Enchanted that will not be available as of 2021. So thought I'd throw that in there so you don't miss it because there's three really cool programs and... I wouldn't want you to miss out on that action. All right, now onward to intuition fatigue. Hello, sister. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> My standard greeting of hello, sister.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am drinking tea out of our new Sisters Enchanted mugs, which I need to come get one. Mm-hmm. Was that the only thing that came in? Yes. Okay, you should bring me one on the morrow. Yes, anybody who's listening, if you're not in our Enchanted Journey or Holistic Witchery program, we had a small pre-order batch sale thing on some Sisters Enchanted merch. And (laughs) swag, swaggity (laughs) swag. And the mugs arrived like, I think I ordered them and they shipped like right away. So must be really easy to customize mugs. (laughs) because <laughs> the shirts i've heard no news on <laughs> um i'm sorry if you hear your baby crying yeah it's okay it's all good here anybody complains about a baby crying they can see their way out of this podcast episode where i intended to him before i
1: came <laughs> to the podcast as as evident by the fact that i didn't know that my shirt wasn't on all the way yeah.
0: Well, we are recording this distance, not sitting next to each other, and we just spent the last 20 minutes chatting about, or half an hour, about other random things. So I can see that you've wasted a half an hour of your precious (laughs) non-baby time (laughs) rambling with me. But I had to because you had a lot to get off your chest. Apparently, we both had to rage
1: monster in the last four weeks.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? This is why I think this is a good topic, intuition fatigue. So Anna said, before we started, Anna was like, I don't have intuition fatigue. I have life fatigue. (laughs) And I think everybody can agree with that. (laughs) We have like 2020 fatigue. We have COVID fatigue. We have politics fatigue. We have family fatigue, life fatigue, Zoom work fatigue. Yeah.
1: Look it. I'm going to
0: cry again. Okay. Don't do that. Oh my gosh. If, if anybody's
1: wondering, I talked to a mean man on the phone.
0: Yeah, mean <laughs> men are the worst. I, oh, is you just mute? You know, Anna muted herself.
1: Anna's, hey, Anna's right as I was spelling out the word S-H-I-T.
0: Anna's tears well are welling up so she muted. How do you even do that? Oh no. Yeah. It's always really annoying when a dude is like rude to me, but then nice to Kevin, my husband. And that's what happened to Anna on this evening. Indeed. Yep. Stupid. <laughs> it's my favorite. We're going to get to the topic eventually. It's my favorite when because my husband, anybody who's listening, he is a stay at home dad. Now he is a licensed general contractor and he is the best carpenter I know that said, he doesn't, he's not employed. <laughs> he doesn't desire to be employed. He does do like odd jobs. So he doesn't just sit around here doing nothing. He's remodeling our house and, um, well not remodel. he's like reciting it. He does jobs here. And then he does like random things for people. But my point being is he does not bring home the bacon. I do. And we'll be out places and people will always, always defer to him to be like, do you think of this let's talk prices or what do you do for work blah 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 and then i always straighten up a little taller and i'm like hello elderly man i'm actually who you want to be speaking with
1: it's like my favorite when he drove all the way to the car dealership and something went wrong (laughs) and he was like my wife's precious time was wasted for this (laughs) and he like didn't name drop you but he wife dropped you
0: (laughs) (laughs) my wife had to miss work because of this do you have any idea how valuable she is (laughs) it was like the first
1: time that kevin ever like like wife dropped you because no he never does
0: like the man he is he does not like I i wouldn't say he doesn't like people he doesn't he doesn't like people like he doesn't like to say he doesn't have a job. <laughs> he doesn't like to talk about that. But he doesn't, he definitely doesn't try to outshine me or anything. You know, he won't like try to dumb me down and be like, oh, no, yeah, talk to me. Um, you no, know, he'll definitely say, no, she, she's the one who works and we need these things because of her job and like we need to sort this stuff out or whatever. Um, but they do always defer to him. But he definitely isn't like, like I said, he's not shining a light on the fact that he doesn't work and uh that i that i do and um that was the car yeah that was the whole story anyway this car dealership he bought we got a new truck to pull a new camper because we're camper people and he went to get it and then he got all the way there and it was like an hour away and he waited for like two hours doing all this stuff and there was a minor recall on it and they didn't realize it until like they went to finalize the thing give him the keys and they couldn't give it to him so he had to go back the next day and uh, I did not go to – I, like, didn't work that afternoon because of it, which, I mean, ultimately is fine. But it was funny hearing him tell me the story about how he – wife dropped me, I guess, as it was. <laughs> my wife. <laughs>
1: hey, why was I feel like said, you should have told him, how dare you speak to my wife that way? She just had a baby. She's – well, no, I wouldn't want him to say that because that just <laughs> –
0: it would not be helpful (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) which is sad that that's not helpful it should be that dude should be so embarrassed and ashamed of himself and be like oh my gosh I was so rude to begin with and then I was rude to a lady who just had a baby and she does not need that for me yeah that's what I said I I need to check myself
1: take out because I had a baby and we were trying to have an easy dinner yeah and your online ordering platform and your bad attitude suck
0: yep i hold grudges against businesses like that it
1: wasn't just because his online platform was bad it's because he told me that i should cross-reference all of his menus on the internet so that i knew what the pricing was
0: across all things like any differences
1: any possible charge you could get and that if the online internet platform was wrong it was not his fault I should have known better. And then he called me back to try to prove
0: wrong. (laughs) That's like the that's like the the nail in this coffin that he called you back anyway. Weird, right? Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) Stink butt. Okay. Let's go Aegis. Let's go Aegis car. (laughs) I'll just I'll be there in five minutes. Let's go cause let's go cause a ruckus.
1: Yeah, but not at the actual
0: restaurant because their food's delicious.
1: I just can't ever call you. My <laughs> phone number number's probably blacklisted.
0: <laughs> so, now I want to go cause a ruckus. Let's go F something up. All right. Anyway. <laughs> go, go kick some grass. <laughs> I'll hold that in for the next time someone wrongs me. Or me. <laughs> okay. Intuition fatigue. It's a real thing. Now, what do I need, mean by intuition fatigue? When you are an intuitive being, and many people are going to listen to this. I bet you, people are you're, you're going to listen. Somebody right now is listening. And they're <laughs> going to be like, I mean, like, you, you're you, going to One of you right now is listening. And you're thinking to yourself, I'm an empath. I totally get this. So what I'm talking about is a little bit different than being an empath. So being an empath is, I, it's the sense that you can feel what other people are feeling. Um, And I think it's a word that is thrown around and overused, if I'm going to be quite honest about it. I think a lot of people use the word empath um, who are likely very intuitive, maybe psychic, um, maybe highly sensitive in general. Uh, And the thing I don't like about the use of the word empath is that it's always like in our world that we live and work in here, is it's like how to protect yourself as an empath, how to do this as an empath. Um, But if you actually are very intuitive or you're very, very psychic in nature, um, when you can lean into those things, you don't take on everybody else's, it's different. It's a different thing. It's a different way of being. Uh, And then of course you can be highly sensitive. Um, So I personally would say that I'm intuitive, psychic, and highly sensitive and don't identify as an empath. Um, So just getting that out there, (laughs) just just to start off with that. Uh, And so intuition fatigue though, when you are highly intuitive, when you are psychic and you are growing into your intuitive skills, when you are uh, remembering your inner wisdom that you may have had as a kid or in some other timeline of, of lifelines and things like that, and you're sort of remembering it again now, it can feel very overwhelming. And when it's on all the time, that can be exhausting and can be fatiguing. Now, I know from personal experience that every time I go through some kind of psychic or intuitive growth spurt where just sort of new things happen, and I'm like, oh, that's exciting. I can see the dead person in the corner. (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. I am seeing this vision, this unpleasant vision over and over and over again. Um, And I don't know why. Am am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? Am I anxiety, anxiety ridden? All of that is probably true. I might be crazy losing my mind and anxiety-ridden. Um, but also, it could be something else. And it's very hard to tell whether it's something like an anxiety, a depression, or it's a, an intuition growth, a psychic growth, um, you being highly sensitive or whatever that is. And that can be exhausting. And being intuitive can be so exhausting. Anna's got some things she wants to say, I think. I'm sorry. You're talking about growth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was
1: like, we were like a psychic growth. All I could think of was like a physical growth. I was like, I I how should... long have an intuitive growth?
0: <laughs> Being so serious. And here you are making jokes about growth. <sighs> Get it together. Somebody just complained to us about our banter. So you need to pull it back. well if only they could see me now (laughs) i know you do look ridiculous okay so (laughs) i'll let anna compose herself (laughs) and um i will give an example of this and i also i just want to state i'm obviously not a medical professional i don't think anybody here would confuse me for a medical professional (laughs) i barely made it out of biology in college not a medical professional So if you are anxious, if you are depressed, if you are any of those things, be sure to see a medical professional. I have, um, suffered depression. I've suffered anxiety and I've suffered panic. I, that is, that is, uh, it is real. So if any of those things are your thing, you know, make sure that you are working with somebody to help you through that because I did, and it was really important. And it's important for everybody to get what they need in those areas. Now, when it comes to intuition fatigue and this kind of overlap with anxiety or with just feeling overwhelmed by all the people all the time, I think you can get intuition fatigue from constant knowing. Uh, I found this when I was a teacher. It was really hard for me to teach because I knew everything that was happening all the time. I knew like. You know, every lie, every kid who was talking when I wasn't facing them, it was really, really challenging for me. And I actually asked several of the teachers I worked with and I was like, don't you notice all the stuff they're doing? Like, how do you not notice? (laughs) And they were like, what are you talking about? Of course, they act out their kids. And I was like, no, it's not the acting out. That's obvious. It's the little things. Like, I could be facing the board and just know that one of them is doing something absurd behind me or just know that there was a lie. And it's this knowing, it's this is intuitive knowing. When you look at, you know, your kid, your partner, whoever, and you just know that something's not right, you know, and then you carry that with you because they're not ready to tell you something's not right. And you don't know. And that's exhausting to just know things all the time. And it's so exhausting. And then the anxiety piece too, I had an, an issue um this was within the last two years or so when I was really starting to uh, notice my psychic skills amping up. And we have a, a, a four-way intersection that I drive through all the time. I'm sure Anna knows what I'm talking about. It's right I near our house. You drive like,
1: through that intersection anymore without thinking of the story.
0: Yeah, I know. It's bad. And so every time I would drive through there or even come near it, I'd have this image in my mind of like just a bad T-bone accident. And there'd be like a woman and a kid and I just kept having this image and it got to the point where I was like not wanting to I was really getting ang- anxious feelings you know which is different than the diagnosed anxiety I had several years ago it was anxious feelings I'd start to get like nervous in my stomach get a little sweaty every time because I just didn't I was like oh my gosh am I going to get t-boned what am I like prophesizing something <laughs> what is happening and I would get so 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 anxious and nervous about it um and then we, Anna and I have, we have an aunt, a relative who won't drive due to anxiety. She won't drive more than like three minutes from our house. And so then I started going into this thought spiral of like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to be like my aunt. I can't even drive because this is all these things that happened to my mind because I'm so paranoid that I'm going to get in this accident. And it was terrible. That's and then worse, thinking that you're going to be like one of our aunts. I know our aunts. That's not what I aspire <laughs> to be. <laughs> this is not at all it's oh my gosh like a nightmare in and of itself well if they do listen to this then Oops. you know aunts that <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> you need to get it together <laughs> our aunts are not like the witchy practical magic aunts they are they need some practical magic <laughs> anyway um and so and it was it was exhausting it was exhausting it was fatiguing and I had all these thought spirals that would happen in, in this intersection, I mean, anytime I go anywhere, I drive through it and it's busy and it's, it's just, um, you know, it's right, right near my house and main roads and everything. And I can't really, you can't avoid it. I mean, otherwise I never get anywhere. And then I realized that, um, I just really sat with it one day and was like, what is freaking me out? Because I was getting this feeling of, I can't even drive through there. How can I not drive through there? Maybe I could just always take a right and go like a long way around. And, uh, and so I started sitting with it. And one day I was driving through it and I just like said to myself, if this is a, a person who's experienced this, or it's just a person warning me or something, um, I see you. I see this. If it's my future self trying to warn me, I see it. Whatever it is, I see it. And I just said, I see it and I know it. And I haven't actually experienced it since, which is, I'm very grateful for. I still do look very carefully before I fly through that intersection <laughs> where previously I would just fly through it. Now I always pause, but, um, you know, that, and i thought about that and carried that story around with me for a little while now, as Anna mentioned, she's heard it. And it really got me thinking just about intuition fatigue and how exhausting it can be to be intuitive. Yeah, Anna's, Anna's shaking her head. Yes, <laughs> I've had a lot of police cars and
1: ambulances drive by my house. You didn't hear them? No, you live right next to the clinic.
0: <laughs> it well, makes no. sense.
1: <laughs> I guess that's true, but I never—that that doesn't happen
0: a lot, though. It's like I've forgotten where I live.
1: <laughs> well, it's like I lived by a train station for quite a while before this, and like I didn't notice that. Like my whole house shook when the train came by.
0: Yeah. No, I did not hear them though. And Anna and I do live. Quite literally, okay. I always say 30 seconds, it might be a solid minute. It's got to be like maybe 45 seconds drive down the road. And I did not hear them anyway. Still happening. Um, yeah. yeah, oh, I see them through your window though. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there's an accident. Okay, intuition fatigue, Anna. I know, I'm sorry. I'm over
1: here wrapped up like a burrito, probably trying to protect my, my
0: (laughs) (laughs) your intuition fatigue. Mm
1: -hmm. I would say though too, I, I agree with your not aligning with the term empath. I also don't feel like I associate with that word. And, you know, I think because too, um, in a different sense than you do, Uh, Because you are very much like, um, like you said, kind of like you you see and you know things, kind of like Game of Thrones, where he drinks and he knows things. But you, I mean, that's a quote: "I drink and I know things." I drink Uh, and I know
0: things too.
1: (laughs) I'm more of like a like knower of things, but not in a seer of things kind of way. So, like when I interact with like a person or something. I get really good, um, like readings on like what type of person they are, Mm -hmm. um, or like what kind of like issues they might have or things like that. And because I think because I can like almost see them before I get to know them, I don't have like empathetic capacities because I like already know, like, I've, like, already, like, I already know it before it happens. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody is, like, like, really struggling in their relationships or their romantic life, and then they start telling me about it, I'm, like, I already know this. You know, like, I already knew this. Yeah. And so, like, I'm blocked off from feeling, like, the, the empathetic connection to that. Um, and I think, too, just, it's really also a defense mechanism too, for some people who maybe could have been really like open to other people's emotions, um, to not do it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that that also protects somebody who might be a highly intuitive individual, um, to still be able to access that by being able to protect themselves from those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. I didn't make any sense at all just then. No you do. I think that it I have a is, point. <laughs> Well I think that and this is where I want to reiterate that I am not a medical professional and that anxiety is real, depression is real mm-hmm. and um, panic is real. I've experienced all three and they are definitely real. But I also know the anxiety that I get when my intuition is in overdrive mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to be knowing or like, Oh, this is another one. Um, like repeating numbers. This one, this is recently it was freaking killing me. Oh, yeah. I am not a numbers person. I'm not like a numerology person. I mean, I like, I know them, you know, and, and I, whatever, but I'm not a like repeating angel numbers person. I'm just, I never have been, it's just never been something I really jived with. And I uh, recently I was like I was being attacked by these two numbers. <laughs> I'm literally sure. saying attacked because I was, it was every for days when we, it I was would, a barrage. It was, I would text Anna every time. The first number I would see when I woke up in the morning. Um, and so like, I'm a business owner, right? So I have multiple accounts for that. I've got fam like my, um, like my personal bank accounts, you know, there's all kinds of accounts and things. And for days, the first Account, like when I would open all the accounts for the day and see what was happening, these numbers would be there in different ways, in different orders, like always the same numbers though. And it was, and it was, it went on and on and on. Was <laughs> and I Yeah. And you start to get anxious because you're like, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? And then you're just, ch- you're like begging for the answer and chasing it down. And you're afraid of what you're missing because you're not seeing it, which can lead to this intuition fatigue. Well, which could also
1: bring you into the spiraling pit of despair where you're trying to look things up to when you're, because your intuition's tired. And so you're not getting the message as like you're intending to get it. So then you start looking things up and then Uh you're like, oh no, I got doom numbers. But like, did you really get doom numbers? Now now you're in a thought spiral. Right. It's like me and that tower card over and over again. And I was like waiting for my like whole life to unravel (laughs) And, and like SHIT to hit the fan, like I spelled it three times, this podcast, I'm so good at censoring myself. Um, I was waiting for everything to hit the fan and I was like overthinking way too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it ended up being something entirely different because like you're, you just sometimes just block yourself so much
0: from- because you're, yeah, because you Your intuition can be exhausting. It can be fatiguing. And then it can lead to overthinking that spirals, exhaustion, all of these things.
1: You know what? Maybe I'm just having intuition
0: fatigue all the time. Well, and something so that easy. I think I mean, <laughs> I also, so
1: tell you when you, when next to me, like what I'm even doing over here, I'm going to tell you that I'm having intuition. fatigue.
0: <laughs> so with Anna, I know I haven't done um, private or paid readings for people in a long time, but Anna's, you know, still does them here and there occasionally. And it's exhausting.
1: Yes, it is. Like doing
0: a tarot card reading for an hour can be exhausting. And it's like, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on. Um, and I think that's part of that intuition fatigue also. So intuition fatigue, what is it? I think it's when your inner sense of knowing is just on. Um, and even if, I mean, I've counted myself as an intuitive person, and a knowing person and a seer for, before I even knew what those words were. I've always known that I I knew things, I could sense things, I could hear things. I've, I've always known that. Uh, and, and it's really interesting to me when I think back with um, childhood and adolescence and puberty and all these things, and then even in my early twenties, um, just how fatiguing it probably was for me, which probably contributed to some of the anxieties and things that I experienced. Um, but yeah intuition fatigue i think it's a real thing i think that being intuitive can be fatiguing and of course people are also going to tell us that's why you need to learn to ground and protect and do all of these things and of course that is helpful at the same time though i mean that's like it's a it's another thing you have to do you know and i find that the for me, like exercise is very helpful, going for walks and hikes, going for hikes is amazingly therapeutic for me. It's very, very helpful. So I think that just finding and this is part of what I want to talk about next is tips to to combat <laughs> intuition fatigue. And I think that, you know, even in our holistic witchery program, we have a whole protection and um, ener- energy protection unit that everybody goes through. And then we do like grounding and clearing and, and whatnot. We do shadow work and we do all of this stuff in there. So I, I do think it's important. I mean, we go through it in our program, but I think that in your daily life, if you're a person who thinks that maybe this is sound resonating with you, you're like, oh my gosh, I think I have intuition fatigue. I You've got to find something that you can do fairly regularly that moves that through you, whether that is... You know, the recommendations are always stand outside barefoot, take a cleansing shower or bath, or like um essential oils on your back. Like there's always and, and we talk about those in our classes also, but I think you need to move that through you. And for me, hiking is a good hike. And I'm always like a complete 180 after. And uh it really um helps just Refresh my energy and my mind and clears everything out. And I think that being, uh, I mean, when I hike, I'm almost always with my kids. <laughs> I mean, always, I'm not almost always, I am literally always with my kids. <laughs> um, but I'm with the company that I want to be with, you know, like I'm with my kids or I'm with you. It takes me away from the general public or it's just the scene of everybody. You know, I don't answer my phone and look at text messages and stuff when I'm hiking, I'm just hiking. Uh, And so that's really helpful for me getting out and moving Uh, even like today, my kids, they went for a short bike ride and I bought this really awesome razor scooter with these like big wheels. It's pretty cool. You should get yourself on it. Everybody should get themselves on it. I went went out on the razor scooter while they were on their
1: bikes. (laughs) My like was last because I'm telling you, Riker's going to be old enough to hold his own head up mostly here soon. So He's going on somebody's back or stomach and the rest of
0: us are scootering. <laughs> One person walks, everybody else scoots. The scooter is so fun. No, no.
1: no we'll baby wear and scoot. <laughs> it's probably not okay, safe. Big Anna. wheels, It's a smooth ride. You know, little
0: razor scooters, you think you're going to hit
1: something and you're going to fly off the front. No, no. These
0: no this does not it. like it. It's so good. It's the, what's it called? It's the, um. Oh, big wheels. No, uh, it has a special name. <laughs> I forget what it is. I don't know. It's okay. like. I got mine on sale for 20% off and I've not seen it on sale since, but it's
1: now quite expensive
0: again. It's not even that expensive. No, it's not. It's like $85. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to
1: buy two of them. It's expensive.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things. Like I was saying about buying Adam a new car seat. My kid's car seat is totally, it's fine. Like he, But it was the one my daughter used before and it's not like expired or worn out yet, but the cover is like weird on it. And I, and I'm, and I want to get him one that can be a booster and whatever. Um, anyway. And so I was like, uh, I just don't want to buy the new car seat, but like, and I was like, but you bought, you'll just buy X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I know. Cause it's just different. <laughs> it's just different in my head. I
1: <laughs> know something funny is that you were talking about how hiking and stuff and scootering on your big wheel, uh, <laughs> helps you with your intuition fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that probably the most rejuvenated that I ever feel or the most relaxed or like kind of cathartic feeling that I ever get is when I'm, when I cook and like I'm alone in the kitchen, mm. like alone in the kitchen Yeah, and I get to like cook something. Um, and that's been really hard for me, obviously, because I just, you know, grew a spawn. Yeah. <laughs> And that makes it hard for you to like stand up for long periods of time, um, and do things like that. Um, but cooking for me is something that's really, really, like I said, relaxing for me, or I'm going to say cleaning, even though like, I don't love to clean, but I love what the house looks like when you clean, Mm -hmm. that those things are really great for me. But what's funny is that because, um, you just gave me some books to reference recently and I was thinking about how important cooking was to me and didn't even realize that one of the books that you gave me was a cookbook. And I was like thinking about how great cooking is for me. And then I picked up this book and I was like doing this with it. And then I realized it was a cookbook.
0: <laughs> this is your intuition,
1: <laughs> your psychic
0: skills. Yeah. I was
1: just like doing this and I was like, you know what? Cooking is just really great for me. And then I looked at it but it's like food and cooking. <laughs> and there it goes. Like,
0: well, so no. Well, so in all yeah, seriousness, Find your thing to move it through you, and it doesn't have to be. If you go and ask in a Facebook group, people are gonna be like, "You need to ground, you need to cleanse, you need to shield, you need to do light bubbles, you know all this stuff." You can Just do all of that selenite like, wanding. Yeah, you can do all of that. I mean, I like I have been known to take a selenite wand and freaking. Just oh, I totally w- walked in on you doing that too. Wave it around everywhere, like all around my body. <laughs> I have been known to do these things. But um, I mean do I have one that's like a full body scan size. You just like yeah. do all the tools. Yes, yeah, like one of those wands at the airport. Yeah. Do everything, but also find your thing. You know, what is it that just moves it through you um and refreshes you? Because I think that intuition fatigue is probably something that more people have that they don't know about. And again, third time here, I'm not a medical professional, but our um, friend Tracy, and she listens to this podcast. So Tracy, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but our friend Tracy, she is a psychic medium and she was tested by the Windbridge Institute. And I, and uh, studied, not tested, she was studied along with a few other mediums. So she's a certified research medium and they looked at uh, what makes them, the mediums different from other people. And if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since Tracy and I had this conversation, but if I'm not mistaken, their research found that the people that, uh, you know, were tested mediums, that they were accurate and they were in this study, by and large had more, Um, physical, medical things going on, um, depression, emotional stuff. Uh, And while again, I'm not a medical professional, it does make sense to me that highly psychic, highly intuitive people would struggle more with things like anxiety over um, compulsive eating. Uh, Um, And uh, just, you know, those kinds of like thought spiral behaviors, it would make sense to me. Right. And, and what do you do about it? I think that, you know, learning to trust yourself is important and and also learning to identify, which is, it's hard. I don't really have advice on this, but learning to identify when something is anxiety versus your intuition stressing you out. (laughs) Like, how do you tell, you know, I, I, I only, I know for me, um, anxiety in my body is very it's, it's of my body, you know, like I'm, I'm like sick to my stomach. I, it's not even a thought that's happening really. It's just a, a feeling that I'm having. Everything's like jittery, my stomach's sick, you know, I'm, and I, uh, I start to sweat where this, like me with the, the car thing with the driving and that, um, that image of the, the car accident or whatever, you know, that, That started to give me anxious feelings, but it wasn't a rapid onset of, right, like out of nowhere boom anxiety, right? You know, so for me, and this year alone in 2020, I'll be really honest. This year, I did have two full blown panic attacks this year, and um, I'm going to cough. I had stress hives a few times. Like (laughs) I have that anxiousness running through me this year, and um, and it and it it does present for me differently. It's, it comes out of nowhere seemingly. Uh, and whereas with the intuition fatigue, I think it's like this, I know something's there. I'm not seeing it. And then you're worried about not seeing it. And you're worried about what's going to happen. Like I was with that car thing. I was worried about that. And then with the repeating numbers, I started to worry about it, you know? Mm. And then it's like, well, am I having, am I anxious or, (laughs) and, uh, and learning to learning to really just say, you know, I don't know what this means but I do know that I got to live my life. I'm in control of my life and it's going to be great. Um, and doing something to help move it through you and move past it. Mm -hmm. If you can, you know, I know. So I think this is a different kind of podcast for us. And also I don't know that I really gave many tangible tips there other than find a way to move it through you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And I think that really, I just wanted to talk about this because I just wanted people to know you're not alone because I know that other people feel this way. Mm -hmm.
1: I really like the idea, like you said, of moving your body, because when you're moving your body and you're doing something physical, you're giving your head less space to think about something, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you're actually moving, like if you, like sometimes like if you, um. I know that we're kind of wrapping up, but like if you try to ground by like meditating or something, but you're having, you know, rapid thoughts or, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't sit with yourself sometimes at those points when you're having like overload of things happening to you that sometimes doing the things that most people would do to recollect themselves, to, to sit, to meditate, to journal or something like that. Then it's almost, it can almost sometimes feed that that rapid cycle in your brain, that overflow of intuition coming in. Whereas if you actually like go out and do something, you know, like <laughs> dance, or like I said, mm-hmm. like cooking, cause you're distracted by something. You're not like just sitting in your own head. Um, yeah. that is really releasing because you're giving yourself a moment to break from what is giving you that fatigue, that worry, mm-hmm. you know, like,
0: and I think if you are you know, missing something that helps to it's those moments where you have that breakthrough moment, you know?
1: What was well, it? if you're thinking about it all the time, you're going to just keep adding to it. And that's like the, one of the big misconceptions about intuition is that like we always say like the first thing that you think of and so many people second guess that first thing that they think of and they snowball it. It turns into a giant frosty, the snowman, mm-hmm.
0: which turns uh, into, into fatigue. intuition fatigue,
1: turns into in- intuition fatigue. And then you are seeing numbers and things. And then all of a sudden you think that like, everything's gonna go bad or, or the opposite that you like inflate something, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, like intuition fatigue, this could be like in many different forms. Like if you're somebody who pulls tarot cards for Mm -hmm. yourself and you're getting into a new relationship or a new job and you're continuously, like continuously pulling cards or something and you are an intuitive person. But then all of a sudden you like inflate that like this is something that's great is happening, or because you're just you you you've gone above and beyond the point of that your intuition has told you something. Mm-hmm. You've turned it into something else because you've just done too much.
0: Yeah. Dwelling. Sorry. I
1: now you probably can hear him. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll wrap it up. But yeah, yeah I, I think that. When you're an intuitive person, you're a seer, you're a wise woman, whatever you want to call it yourself, a psychic, a medium, whatever you are, I think that the constant just knowing of things, you know, um, and even if you learn, like I'm, I think I'm pretty good these days at turning it on and off because it, you know, I've, I've learned over the years to do that. But, um, I mean, even when it's off, there's like a sense that there's something you know. <laughs> you know, like it's uh it's like you put all this stuff in the box in your attic, but like you know the box is there. It doesn't just go away. You know it's there. So you it carry it. that's not cleaning. I know that's not how that works. <laughs> doesn't just, just disappear. Um, so it's like, you know, this constant sense of knowing. And then when you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm missing something. What is it? Or when you get into this, you know, I keep seeing the color red forever and ever and ever, and I just can't get past it. And it's stressing me out. And I'm a terrible intuitive. I wish I could do things other people could do, whatever. I think it's just, it's fatiguing. So intuition fatigue, I think it's real. And I think you just need to find a way to move through it. And intuition is such a powerful, powerful tool and life-changing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would not be where I am right now if I was not in touch with my intuition. I'm very, very grateful for it. That said, I've also experienced those moments of intuition fatigue and, and was just thinking the other day, like, what is a word I can put? I was thinking about just, uh, that really what did it for me was those repeating numbers. (laughs) And like I said, I am not a repeating numbers person, but I was being like literally just, I mean, bombarded with the same number and it was killing me. And it had all my tools and tricks for how I would decipher these things. Usually none of it was making sense. None of it was working for me and it would not go away. And we're talking what was? it was like a solid seven days. I mean, like it oh, just kept happening. I
1: could like go to my text message with you and like click that little info bar and look at all of our screenshots. So it's I'm probably
0: all the numbers. There's like yeah. probably like
1: 20 back to back of screenshots. of those. It numbers. was
0: insane, crazy. And, uh, and it really started stressing me out where I was like, what? Is this like life alert I'm getting that I'm not noticing? That's how it felt, you know, like like my life alert button is going. My future self has hit the button. <laughs> and I'm like, where? What is? What am I? Need one of those. What am I supposed to be doing? Um, yeah, it was. It was just super. Stressful. And then even another, like, I'm going to share this one last story because it's a good story. And then we're definitely done. So my grandparents are aging and I um, just help, like, I don't live near them and they don't, we don't have any relatives that live right near them, but I will help them like call and order groceries. I check in with them every day and uh, I'm very in touch with them. And so my, but I always talk to my grandmother. I don't really talk to my grandfather typically, like we'll FaceTime and he'll be there, but I don't like call my grandfather. I call my grandma. And The other day, it was around like 4 a.m. And I woke up and uh, I woke up before that, but then I couldn't fall back asleep. So And I had had a dream about my grandfather that he walked up into my kitchen and said, Sarah and Annie, that's what he calls Anna, Annie, Sarah and Annie. And I didn't tell tell you this. Oh, don't cry. I told mom. I'm going to cry. You just said Sarah and Annie and I started to cry, but I'm also my best self. (laughs) (laughs) My grandpa, he does. He calls Anna, Annie. So he walks up the stairs and um, Sarah and Annie. And with that, I just, like, I saw him clear as day and I woke up and I could not fall back asleep because I was like, oh my gosh, what if something happened to him? So, and then I checked the time. It was around four and I, and I didn't go back to sleep. I stayed, I stayed up the whole, like, I just never went back to sleep and I waited and waited and waited. And so then I called my grandmother around nine in the morning and I called her cell phone. She always, that's how I call her. She didn't answer. I tried to FaceTime her. She didn't answer. Sometimes she can't hear the FaceTime ring. So then I called it. (laughs) I just called her because then she can hear that one and she didn't answer and I know for a fact she's home so I well she's supposed to be home anyway so then I called their house which I never do I always just call my grandma's cell phone, and so sure my you gra- phone for
1: you?
0: yeah she always answers so then my grandmother answered and she was beside herself like she was because I never called the house. So she thought something terrible happened. <laughs> and she was like, oh my gosh, is everything okay? And I was in the garage and blah, blah, blah. And, and I only talked to her for all of 30 seconds. And she said, I have to go sit down. <laughs> my heart's racing. And she's like, I'll talk to you later. It's so like, I have the phone with her. And I thought to myself, all right, well, everything must be fine. Cause she would have said, that, you know, like obviously she would know by now something was not fine. So I went about my day. Well, you the know, next was still like in
1: his room half the time? I know. <laughs> did not know that anything was wrong.
0: Well, <laughs> so then the next day, though, I t- was talking to her and she was like, now, Sarah, I didn't even get to tell you yesterday about something happened with your grandfather. And I was like, or with grandpa. This is what we don't call him, with grandpa. And I was like, oh no, what? And, um, he has like a skin and blood issue thing. And anyway, he, and I don't need to get into the details of his personal life, but he had an incident and it was, and he woke up and like my grandma said the middle of the night and I was like, grandma, I'm going to tell you something. It's really crazy, but you got to listen. And I was like, I had this dream about grandpa. And this is actually why I called you yesterday. I didn't tell you that I, cause I called her and I told her I was calling to make sure she didn't need me to order groceries because I didn't want her to like get freaked out that i was calling being like i had a psychic dream about grandpa (laughs) so i was like i just want to make sure you did not need me to order you any groceries or anything she was like no but now i'm having a heart attack i just sit down so anyway she was telling me about this and i was like i gotta tell you i had this dream about grandpa and uh and it just it was clear as day and it just i couldn't fall back asleep after it and i was like it was around four in the morning i just stayed up and she said and we were on FaceTime so I could see her face. She put her hand up over her mouth and she was like, this was at four o'clock in the morning when he woke me up. And I was like, oh my gosh, if that's not intuition fatigue, I don't know what is. Cause I'm exhausted from not sleeping. <laughs> wow. I know weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was so worried that whole morning. I like looked at the clock and I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm calling. <laughs> obviously he's like okay yeah no he's fine he just had a a little incident but it was stressful but when you live with stuff like that it's fatiguing it is fatiguing you're such the good granddaughter I know well someone's I was gonna say someone's gotta be but then that would imply that you're not but you are also
1: (laughs) I am a kind person (laughs)
0: i'm the old i'm the eldest sister of the two of us for anybody who doesn't know that i'm the older one and anybody who's the oldest sibling knows i'm not it's just the way the chips fall when you're the oldest
1: i would say if they were living close by we know that i would be bringing them food and yes and cleaning up
0: after them my strong suit is in calling for takeout ordering groceries (laughs) Right. and hiring people to do things so right. I'm very helpful from a distance
1: I'm gonna be like the nitty-gritty one like when our mom like I'm
0: gonna She's be the older
1: taking care of
0: her yeah, I'm gonna be the one that's like so what's our financial situation to get help with this
1: <laughs> we're all be feeling guilty and all we have to be like we can't hire somebody I have to do it and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's your intuition fatigue. You're not thinking clearly. We need to hire somebody for this problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is totally me. That's my grandma. I told her to stop doing stuff because she's still, she's just, you know. She has a being... broken
1: foot and she <laughs> refuses to care for it.
0: I know. And, and I was like, she's like, well, nobody else can do this. But I was like, grandma, give me five minutes. I'll get somebody else to do that for you. It's not going to be hard. <laughs>
1: I know, well we tried to get them moved out here so I was like, I will tell you, I can get you moved you won't even know it's happening
0: <laughs> I know, I was like, I, you would literally have to have no part in it I will make it all happen <laughs> you can have zero part in that activity I will just get people to pack you up we will come get you I, I will wait. rent you a driver for two days to get you here nope stubborn old people anyway intuition fatigue it's real man
1: real man
0: it's real you'll have to text me
1: about grandpa
0: oh okay it's not anything like bad now everybody (laughs) probably wants it out i'll just say it it's not he just if he if he gets like even a little tiny cut his skin's very very thin from different medications he's on he bleeds like insane crazy he had a an injury not too long ago that took months and months and months and months and months, and months to heal and was very dicey and it was like the smallest injury ever just like a little so one little cut is like devastating devastating and he didn't even get a cut he woke up he was sleeping and woke up and there was just like blood everywhere from his foot huh. and just like in his sleep he somehow got just from dry skin or something anyway grandma was telling me because of course, so her no, biggest astro issue
1: traveled into
0: your. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he astro traveled into my kitchen <laughs> in order to
1: cause you intuition fatigue.
0: No, I told grandma <laughs> that they did not need life alert because they have me, except that's not helpful if I don't call someone at four in the morning. <laughs> but what if I'm wrong? <laughs> so well, maybe now, they should just get life alert.
1: Grandma would
0: be side herself if you call it four in
1: the morning. Is she answer?
0: Well, they would have been awake, apparently. <laughs> Grandpa got up and got got her to help, you know? This is the one time you couldn't call. Way
1: to go, Sarah. Way to go.
0: <sighs> yeah, it was really stressful. I believe it. I can't believe you didn't tell me. Between that and the numbers, I even, I'm telling I you. Who
1: even are you? I'm intuition fatigued out of being your sister. No, don't
0: know. You have a baby. It's just, he just cries a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know I got my own kid. I got a three-year-old who throws tantrums for an hour at a clip like I got my own problems over here I'm gonna cry like, again. <laughs> get on the phone with you so I can complain about my life and there's Riker crying and you know your guy's mean to you and the, the restaurant you're Boobs clogged up, and I oh
1: yeah, don't know. That's happening too. It's not getting
0: any better. <laughs> so I just <laughs> keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not going to get any better at all. Well, I should have told that to the man on the phone who's being mean to me. I should have been like, How dare you tell me that you're right and I'm wrong? Which I'm the customer. I'm always right. I have a newborn and clogged milk ducts, and you can't just give me a freaking salad and some bread. It was bigger than that. That
0: just sounded really ridiculous, but. Tell me, it's egg is car. I'll do it. I know. I'm not, I'm not above that. He said, your, what
1: big... oh, was that? Your, your wife. <laughs> like, yeah. Show you your wife. Sarah knows that if I have a confrontation with somebody like on the phone or behind a desk or something, I get very, very irrational.
0: It's been a week. It really has been a week. Intuition fatigue. Yeah. What happened? What else happened this week? And then then we're definitely done with this. But, oh, we were trying to run a social media promotion and it got denied over and over again for allegedly being a dating promotion because of the photo of Anna and I, which is weird and (laughs) stressful. And also somebody complained about the sound my saliva makes on video. So that was weird. And then a person today started a sentence with I love what you're doing so no offense but and then proceeded to offend offend. so you know <sighs> it's fine everything's Wait, fine maybe they're all having intuition fatigue probably I don't you're even know why nervous. I'm bringing those things up I think i just because of that man and it made it all front top
1: yeah, it's of my been mind. a week
0: um, people do people, people like are not vibrating very highly <laughs> <laughs> no. <Probably us> included. <laughs> this person sent us a video of her doing a saliva sound to like mimic the sound of saliva that she doesn't like that she heard me doing in a video clip
1: and used the word audition
0: yeah she wanted to audition my videos to see if I made this saliva sound and then sent us a video of her making the saliva sound. And
1: then confirmed that the
0: sound. And then confirmed that I she did hear me make it at some point in time.
1: I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast and tell you if I heard you do it.
0: And, and now I'm hyper aware of it. It's this, this thing. In between talking. You can probably hear me do it now. I don't think I do it. I don't know. She claims I do. I don't know, sometimes I talk for hours at end. Sometimes I have videos for four to five hours back to back. By the end of that, my vocal cords are on fire and I don't know what sounds I'm making. I'm just trying to continue talking. I hear Troll that. lady on the internet. All right, this has taken a wild turn and we've talked for so long, way longer than normal. we <laughs> no, vented.
1: That. This is like a conversation now.
0: We have vented, we've shared our personal stories. We've talked about intuition fatigue. It's good. Call Mostly your parents at
1: 4 a.m. if you feel called to.
0: Vent it again. This is how much we love the community at the Sisters Enchanted, though, that Anna and I actually feel comfortable to be on here and just be like, listen, this is life as we know it today. Listen. And we know that life as you know it can be similar to our life as we know it. Right. So you're not alone. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it's you. It's
1: okay to call and yell at your local pizza man. It's totally okay. <laughs> Sometimes
0: you just gotta do that. <laughs> All right, we're going to end this. Thank you, Anna. Thanks,
1: Sarah.
0: Thank you so much for listening into this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. Anna and I really do appreciate all of you listeners, everybody here at our community at the Sisters Enchanted so much. We're awesome because you are awesome. And if you ever feel like that you are alone in life or that everybody's got it together and what is it that you're missing, newsflash, no one's got it together and you're not missing anything, my friend. And you are right here home with us at the Sisters Enchanted. And I want to remind you quick that we do have our end of year closeout offer going on on our Tarot Throwdown program. Our, I just did that clicking noise, (laughs) our Living Your Lunar Year program, and also, crafting your unique business. If you're interested in any of those, we'll be sure to link it up below. Our free expedition to soul class is starting very, very soon, just a few days now. So we'll link that up also. And I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening as always. And I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.